Oh my god, people are like allergic to vulnerability. Hello, gentlefuck of the internet. <laughs> you have made it to the Kindness Economy podcast, where we talk about doing business from the heart outward. I am one of your hosts. I am Rebecca. I'm Courtney. I'm the other host. I'm the other host. <laughs> and last week we talked about what what is the game, and this week we're going to talk about really the beginning of the game is getting vulnerable, <laughs> cringy, the squishy underbelly part, deep into your parts. Yeah. Especially the parts that you don't want to hang out with, because that's where the goods are. Oh. So, we're going to get right into it. How are you? Uh, I've fallen off the meditation wagon. <laughs> oh, yeah, that happens. Yeah, it does. I've been doing the meditations with my kids, so oh. it's super cute. Okay. And they just go to sleep, and it's amazing. So I recommend that. Yeah, that whole body regulation part is really good. That mm -hmm. might have something to do with the insomnia. Might. I, I'm so glad we have video now. I know. <laughs> we can so, gesture more. Uh, we can gesticulate. I guess you can see my face. <gasps> um, other things is it is Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. And to get into <laughs> what it means to connect. Oh. and be vulnerable and my resources for this week are um really dare to lead Brene brown for a, a business book that's really great yeah another one just i i had this thing where i w read all of the self-help books on the new york times bestseller list last year and i did it so that i could tell this joke I read all the self-help books on the New York Times bestseller list. The answer is, attachment makes us suffer. And meditation and mindfulness would help us not. But Westerners are super bad at that. And for a specific list of recommendations, if you're a white, cis, hetero dude totally get uh mark it's mark manson brains brains the subtle art of not giving a fuck he's not necessarily the best dude but he's got a pretty good book and i recommend that one for you know that group of folks uh girl wash your face and um girl stop apologizing if you are a white cis hetero woman um, if you want a little extra Bible in there for yourself, you can read um, It's Not Supposed to Be This Way. Uh, and basically everybody else can read Be Angry by the Dalai Lama. And the Dalai Lama's book is actually really good because there's a lot of things that we do need to be angry about right now. But it also talks about how to not over that. To not get overclocked. And to understand... When it's time to put the axe down. What do you mean? I'm sorry. I um, didn't mean right now. But I'm saying <laughs> for you to get a sense internally of per perhaps in the future, if all of this goes well, we will need to put the axe down. 
So, okay, there you go. All right. I I was going to throw in uh, also by Brene Brown, the gifts of imperfection. The gifts of oh. imperfection. Um, not necessarily a business book, more on a self-help sort of deeper understanding of vulnerability and ways that it shows up slash imperfection and existing within that. Um, so that was like my extra contribution for the book pile. Um, There's just going to be a big old book pile by the time we're done at the end of the year. I know. I, I don't want to think about my book pile. It's okay. Yeah. Does that sound like a good... That's a good segment. Let's go. All right. Let's do it. So rent a Fento. time to go on about vulnerability. Yes, please. Oh, my God. People are, like, allergic to vulnerability. It's, it's not comfortable. I'm going to, like, admit that right now. It is hella uncomfortable. Nobody wants to face it, but you also feel like an ass. It's like you feel that's part of it. You feel like your ass is hanging out or there's mm. toilet paper stuck to the bottom of your shoe or that you're going to look something less than spectacular or ideal. Um, it takes strength. It takes phenomenal strength to put aside the collective boner we have for fabulousness mm. and being on and being Instagram Put ready, like on camera, on camera. Are you camera ready? Uh, yeah, like being presentable, giving good face, um, putting that aside and acknowledging, like let alone shining a light on, but just even acknowledging the times when we are less than camera ready, less than perfect, she says in air quotes, less than like, what we've worked up in our heads to be the way we should be. Um, I think about vulnerability and competence as sort of that back and forth. Like, eh, I'm a little not together. That's squishy. I don't squishy. know what this is. <laughs> hmm? I don't know what this is. That's yeah. fine. Yeah, no, no. It's, it's a little not knowing. Mm-hmm. I guess that comes down to the root of it. Like that, I just blurted that out, but it also seems like really relevant. You don't know. It is that squishy underbelly, and it is like I'm going to show you this, and I don't know if you're going to take advantage of me, if you're going to point and laugh, if you're going to reject me, or anything. Like you don't have that control. You don't have that swagger. Like yes, of course I'm doing this. Like no, please like me. Please like me. Um, people don't don't like that it's uncomfortable um but i also think of it as um not static than anybody who's felt vulnerability i'm assuming everyone who's watching has felt some kind of vulnerability um you feel it come up you feel it rise like just sort of take over it like ebbs and flows it's not something that just like comes and is your forever state, even though in the moment it feels like 
it's got its hooks in you and it's never going to be like anything different. Yeah, no, like I'm going to die. How do I get back into my body? Like, what are the things I have to do? But that discomfort and that pain, that, uh, that embracing of not knowing is essential for the full experience. Like you have to let go of certainty in order to get that sort of juicy reward. And that requires like being, like putting it on the glass and squishing it. Is this, is it? Rubbing it around on the glass some, like, you, that, does this look good? That's a horrible visual, isn't it? You were under glass. I was under, <laughs> putting it on the glass. There is that. But there's also that whole um, avoidance of vulnerability as an avoidance of feeling pain. Like, no, this hurts. I don't want to feel pain. Um, and this framing of pleasure as an absence of pain. Oh, like, right. Yeah, and it's like, no, no you, want, you want that little sting. You want that. It, lets, mm -hmm. it gives you the full, the full Monty. It gives you the full experience. Um, and I do think that avoidance of vulnerability robs people of a lot of full experiences and a lot of full connection with people in their lives. And in having that connection, a deeper connection with themselves as well. So for me, getting into vulnerability is a matter of knowing yourself well enough to know your values and understand where you're operating from. It's impossible to live your values if you don't know them. If you don't know how to lean into your body when you get uncomfortable, when your body is telling you things are wrong, if you can't listen, you, you can only listen to that from a place of vulnerability. And it's hard, mm -hmm. it hurts. It's what we were talking, it hurts. Avoidance of pain. You have to get really vulnerable to understand why you wanted to cheat. When you start to think about, well, everybody else around me is cheating. When we think about, you know, what is the spirit of the game? If we start to be like, oh, I'm too clever for that. I can get around this referee, that part. What if... But at what cost? Yeah. What if you sat with the cost of that and how that could hurt people in a way? That takes vulnerability to see that. The way we armor up with dollars or status or whatever, it doesn't, it doesn't protect you like you think. And the leader, the leader <laughs> protecting themselves with control and anger and controlling their people with fear, that leader has no idea what their people think. Oh, no. I'm just laughing. Well, what, what are they going to do at a point? Like, 
you, if you can't <laughs> trust your people are telling you the truth, you're like the emperor with no clothes right now. It's not a good position to be in, but the alternative, you have to get in there and be like, I'm going to hear this criticism. I'm going to hear this feedback. And not like, don't worry about feedback and criticism from the cheap seats. We don't care about those people. But the people out there doing the work and getting things done, when they say something to you, listen. Listening is hard. It, it shouldn't be so hard. Oh. But I oh. do love the sound of my own voice. <laughs> I have to acknowledge that. So it's hard. It's hard to listen. It's hard to listen with an open heart when somebody, it feels like they're eviscerating you. Yeah. It feels like you're going to die. Funny story. You're not going to die. What? It just feels like you're going to die. What do you mean? Totally real. Unlikely to kill you. Check with your doctor, obviously. I'm not a doctor, but I'm pretty sure scary thoughts and getting vulnerable isn't going to kill you. Mm -mm. And in fact, the more you do it, the more you realize it doesn't kill you. It just might save your butt. It just might save us all. The ability to be vulnerable, especially in a position of leadership, to listen to your people is the most important gift for both of you. Yeah. Get that growing edge ripe and, you know, yeah. dust oh. it off. Just like... Yeah. The... I think the last last time I really dug in the vulnerability was around the um, the notion of showing up, like being present while fighting that that impulse, that voice inside you that's like, don't. When your body's like, no, this is the right thing, do. And you have so much opportunity because it's all a bunch of stories. We're all telling each other's stories and ourselves stories. And you have an opportunity if you spend time with your stories and the stories that you're telling yourself, you can deny that you're running around with your stories and have them run your life for you. Or you can own your stories and start to choose what is happening. You can make these choices differently, and it's hard, especially the first couple few times. <laughs> a lot of this information is it's obviously unfamiliar, so unfamiliar. <laughs> is is coming from the Born to Lead book, um, and there's a couple of really good tools in there that I can share with you here right now. Yeah. Um, one is. Um, the marble jar friends. Like who are the people? The marble jar is just like a mental note of people who have behaved in ways that are trustworthy. And people who have behaved, you know, you log people who have not behaved in ways that are trustworthy too. <laughs> but there needs to be like a positive something in that marble jar of, you know, behaviors, little behaviors over time that have built trust. And you can start to get a sense of who you can and can't trust to be vulnerable with. 
Um, another really cool tool, if you can afford it, therapy is amazing. That's the thing you can get on the internet now. Do that. They have apps. They have apps for that. When you're <sighs> in acute distress, a technique called box breathing is really good, which is four second, four count, doesn't need to be seconds, just whatever count is easiest for you. Four count when you breathe in, hold for four, breathe out for four, hold for four. Just, you can draw a little box on a piece of paper and trace your finger around. And um, Brene Brown has a, uh, a lecture on the difference between empathy and sympathy. Mm. And just is check that out. I will for sure link that in the show notes. But it's a really important tool to just talk you through what the difference is and get a sense get clear of what that actually means and get a sense of how you can be a better friend and be more trustworthy so that other people can put marbles in your jar. Maybe you don't realize that you're not behaving in a way that, that encourages people to trust you. So I definitely encourage you to read and resource and take care of yourself with those sorts of things. Do you have anything else to? There's a whole risk reward thing with vulnerability. And even though it, it is low risk, it feels high risk. But the reward that I think is attached to it is that you're able to connect with and this is actually from Brene Brown, connect with joy, gratitude, and grace in your life and with the people in your lives. And That's a pretty big reward. It's not easy. No. We have worked since the 60s diligently as a culture in the United States to turn off any vulnerability. Everybody's got to look good. Everybody's got to feel good. We're going to suppress any and all bad feelings ever. And we've been doing this for decades. So be gentle with yourself when you're like, why can't I? Yeah, uh, it's okay. Yeah, It's going to be really difficult. So expect that when you start to practice this, you're not going to do great. You're going to mess up and you're going to have to just, you know, again, you're going to fall on your face. You get up, dust your face off, and you got to keep going. You don't get to just wallow in that hole Man. for 50 years. I mean, I mean you some can, people do. And people do. But I know that we can do better. So here it is. Here, here. Do better. Whoop. Do better. So please take excellent care of yourself. Whoop. We have to exit. Hit us up on social media. You can find me at Bonus Parent Baba all over the internet. You can find me at Seeking Solutions. That's the letter C K I N G solutions.com. And please take excellent care of yourself and the people and the world around you. Try a little vulnerability this week. See how that does you. I'll see you in the future. Button. The button Onward. is pressed. Onward. That, hey, I'm pointing at the thing. There it is. There's the record. Um, welcome back. Yeah. Happy Valentine's Day. Oh. We are Hello. in the future. True love. <laughs> We're in the past. Whatever. Yeah. We're time traveling now. <laughs>
we're, we're officially time travelers. That's great. I'm into that. I'm down. Um, all right. I'm picking a card. Oh, my. Ace of Fire. Ooh. Yeah. That's exciting. That's... Ooh. I mean, it's probably bias. Like there's, there's nothing like, yay, symbolic ace. here. It's just fire just on the card. Fireball. <laughs> just fireball. A picture of fire. <laughs> Look at that. Ace of Fire. All right. The Suit of Fire. Ace of Fire. Correspondences. The Spark of Creation. Fire. Keywords. The power of will, first impulses, sense of self, creativity, success. In the negative, overestimating one's abilities, conflicting desires, and lack of focus. Fire as an element is associated with willpower, beginnings, the individual's sense of self, and the life force. The card signifies the arrival of new impulses and ideas and is about energy and action. Exploring the card. A knotwork ring surrounds flickering flames in front of a background that depicts an infrared image of the surface of the sun. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Around the central disc are smaller knotwork medallions with elementary symbol with the elementary elementary symbol of fire the symbols for Mars and Sun, and the three fire signs of the Zodiac. All right. So that seems awesome. Today we're going to be talking about vulnerability, (laughs) and that is the perfect start, is to get really raw. Um, And we're going to play with some fire. Let's go. 